All right, guys, this week, no intro or anything like that. Uh, Emergency podcast brought to you by the Core 4 Podcast, a podcast on SB Nation's Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network, along with GBB Live and the 3 d Podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And make sure you're following Grizzly Bear Blues on Twitter at SB and Grizzlies and reading all the work that's been up for the past few weeks at grizzlybearblues.com because that's going to be your only sports fix here for a while. But I'm your host, Parker Fleming, and with me is none other than Nathan Chester. No nickname this week. Yeah, yeah, not feeling the nickname today. Um, this is a sober time. Um, honestly, my I'm 22 years old, so I've probably been following sports closely for 17 to 18 of those years, and I have never seen anything like this in all my life. No, I mean, this is something we haven't seen. I mean, we've seen lockdowns and stuff like that, but that was just because of CBA stuff. We haven't seen it shut down for a pandemic. Yeah. Um, if you, Unless you live under a rock or you've been asleep or whatever. Uh, the NBA is suspended the season, and it's very much in hand with Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz testing positive for the coronavirus. And right now, as we're recording this podcast, both the Jazz and Thunder teams are quarantined inside the Chesapeake Arena. So, yeah. It's it's just absolutely insane because I guess we should have seen this coming. Um, and you can check my Twitter to see that I generally have downplayed this for the last couple of weeks, thinking um, this is massively overblown. This is more of a media stunt than anything else. But um, it's starting to hit home. Um, sports is where you go to try to escape reality, but reality is now crashing into sports in a way that we can no longer ignore. And Parker, I don't think it's really an exaggeration to say that the sports landscape may be changing forever right now, because think about it. Um, the NBA is suspending and some people seem to have this idea that it'll come back in a month or two. Um, I did a little bit of research for the podcast. Uh, a lot of recent a lot of pandemics over the last century it sometimes takes them 12 to 18 months to truly start to die off can you hey, imagine can I ask a question? yeah what when's this the latest pandemic in that research i believe um i think the swine flu i don't even know, know if the swine flu was considered officially a pandemic but it was part of the study i looked at and i think they gave the swine flu like 12 months either you or i are medical professionals so i don't want to try to get into that too much but the point of the matter is this is that this may not be a quick fix this could be a very long-term thing that we're all going to have to deal with and it's not just the nba uh major league baseball is about to start um uh, the NCAA tournament is supposed to start next week, and the NCAA released a statement earlier today saying there won't be stands at the game, just like the NBA decided. Um, I'd say it's more likely than not that March Madness is not even going to happen now. How did we get to this point? I don't know. I mean, I'm no medical profession, profession, but um, I'm not going to disagree or agree with your take on the whole like 12 to 18 months thing. I'm just going to put a belief in the medical professions that know way more than I do. I'm going to put faith in the technology that is far more complex and advanced than 
anything I could wrap my mind around into getting a solution done fast. Cause I mean, I, there is an urgency on it and it's not just in sports, it's worldwide. Yeah. There's an urgency and I, I just have faith. I'm just going to say that I just have faith that they'll get through it. And hopefully it's just as a blimp and what honestly kind of a bummer time right now. It really is. And it, it goes beyond, and you already touched on it, saying it has a worldwide impact beyond the world of sports, but on a person-by-person basis, for Rudy Gobert in particular, and look, I'm not going to go on here and attack him and call him stupid for touching all those microphones, like in the video that's been released that he did at the media day a couple of days ago for the Utah Jazz. Um, that was stupid, but I'm not going to sit here and just spend all this time endlessly criticizing him. But you think about that, and you think, I assume there's an incubation period of some type for these symptoms. I'm not going to venture out and guess how long it is, but he has played four games. Have they played four games since the All-Star? How many games have they played since the All-Star break? A lot more than that. More than that. Okay, so he's played all those games. There's Lord, Lord knows how long he's had it. And generally, and this is just general medical knowledge here, you start to actually feel those symptoms at the end of the incubation period. So how long did he have the virus while he was playing against these teams over Lord knows how many games and came into contact with Lord knows how many people? That's the scary thing to me is that, For the most part, an NBA player is one of the most conditioned athletes in the world. They'll be okay with the virus, generally speaking. Rudy Gobert said he felt good enough to play tonight. Um, But when you think about how many people came into contact with that, that is scary. And not just for the sake of sports, the NBA, it's scary in general. Yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I think everything that... Um, what's going on with Rudy Get, uh, Rudy Gobert was irresponsible, especially during this time. I, mean, I don't think there was any reason. I mean, granted, you can downplay it all you want. You can say, oh, yeah, it's, it's overblown by the media, whatever. But at the end of the day, the NBA, even before this whole thing went down, they were taking serious precautionary steps to, you know, protect its players, protect team personnel. And then right after that comes out, he does something irresponsible like that, like rubbing his hands all over everybody's phones. That's insanely irresponsible. And also too, I just, uh, so Royce Young of ESPN, he covers the Oklahoma City Thunder. He just tweeted that he has been told that Rudy Gobert was never at the arena tonight, but he was in OKC. If he had been cleared of the virus, he was set to play. Uh, it would just made a bad situation worse at this point. Um, I think it's more likely than not that he's been playing with the virus, practicing. Um, Emmanuel Moutier was out with illness for tonight as well, so I don't really care to speculate that much, but I would say the prognosis there doesn't look very good. Um, and we all knew as soon as... I found this on the web. Whoops. I... We all knew as soon as the initial report was given that the season was getting suspended for everyone because the Jazz were going to at least be put in quarantine themselves. And that's before I even knew about um, Gobert's microphone incident or anything else that he'd been doing. Um, This is just a necessary precaution they have to take now. (sighs) And it's – 
I just don't know where to go from here. It's it's just like everyone's in this major place of shock at the moment. What are we going to do from a more practical perspective? Um, I assume <laughs> we could write about some retrospective pieces on Grizzly teams in past years, but I feel like my hands are tied a little bit right now. Media people, blog boys, but even with that in mind, the most important thing of all is just the health of everybody who's involved, both in the NBA, the sports world, and just the world as a whole. And I think we're starting to get hit with a hard dash of perspective here, just how bad this situation has gotten. Because it's easy to turn on the news and see that um, 800, pe- 800 over 800 people have died in Italy because of this, which um, I saw on Twitter the death toll in Italy was 149 two days ago. It's at 800 plus now. I can't even put into words how horrifically terrible that is. But there's always this sense with us that like that's on that side of the world. We we that's the other. We don't need to worry about it. But we've been hit with that hard dash perspective. This is a very real and terrible situation that the world, our country. And now even our favorite sports leagues are having to deal with. Yeah, I, I agree. <sighs> yeah, so um, I believe that we'll get through it. Um, this is not the end of the world, as shocking as this may seem right now. But um, everyone's going to get through it. Um, NBA players are physical specimens. They're generally going to be okay. I'm more concerned about the people who don't have that level of physicality, who are not genetic freaks, who may have come into contact with that. And we all just need to be praying um, that everything will turn out all right in this, no matter how terrible and how bad the situation may look right now. And, you, you know, this is probably doesn't need to be the top issue on our minds at the moment, but just for the sake of discussion, this is a sports podcast. How does the NBA proceed in this moment, uh, Connor Dunning at 92.9 and I were talking about this uh, before you and I started this podcast. But to me, it would seem to make the most sense. Let's just say the season gets renewed in two months, which is far from a guarantee or far from a certainty. But let's just pretend for a second that it does. Doesn't it make more sense to just go ahead and start the playoffs with everyone in their current position than it is to restart the season, say, two months from now and then? have the season finally end in August or September at the earliest, because that gives you very little time to recover and prepare for the next season at that point. Do you just call the regular season a wash at this point? Um. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I did see a tweet last week from the Hawks CEO throwing out a proposal of starting the season at Christmas. That way – you're letting the NFL get their time, but also you're starting the NBA season as the NFL's ending. So really, you're not hurting each other's ratings there. Maybe that's a good time to test that experiment out where you're ending the season in you know, August or September, and then you have that off-season period, October, November, December. Like I, That could work, but um, starting, like just throwing away the regular season, I don't think many teams will be on board with that. I mean, why would they? You have teams like Sacramento, New Orleans, San Antonio, Portland. They want to make the playoffs. They don't want to be like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to just start the season at the playoffs. I can get in there. I've made this – Like, for, take, for example, the Sacramento Kings. They've played very good basketball since the beginning of February, and you're telling them, oh, yeah, hey, 
we're cutting your playoff race short when we get back. We're just going to go ahead and start with the playoffs. That way we don't have a quick turnaround between the end, the technical end of the season and then when we're starting next season. I just don't think many teams are going to be on board with that. Yeah, and I definitely see the point there. And I think there would definitely be some frustration from their side uh, of the perspective on that. But first off, you got to realize this is just a very tough situation. There's no place in the rule book that you could point to and say, this is how we're going to proceed. This is what we're going to do in this situation. It's a very difficult situation. There's very no clear way how to proceed. So some tough situations, some tough decisions are going to have to be made here. They're going to have some ramifications and uh, consequences down the road. Um, Like you said, if they do what the Hawks owner proposed and start the season in December, well, that could change the status quo of the NBA forever. They may never go away from that because um, there are obviously some perceived advantages and benefits to doing that. And they may decide, hey, we'll just start the season in December from now on. So we may look back on this time and say, this actually changed the course of NBA history and changed the status quo of the NBA forever. So that definitely is a possibility. Um, if I were to play devil's advocate and say the regular season should end today and just start up the playoffs in two months when you're ready to resume NBA action, um, what I would say is, This is a tough situation, no clear path to proceed, some tough decisions have to be made. And in a response to teams like the Sacramento Kings, who would be very frustrated by it, you could still say it's been over 60 games in the NBA season. We have more or less seen what every single no, team. No, 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 no. There's still 20. There, technically, there's still like 18 games left, well, especially when there's only margins like three or four games. Yeah. Like, my, my point is, like, I get it and I agree that it would be very crappy for them to have to deal with that, especially when they can almost taste the eight seed. I'm just saying if I were to play devil's advocate, um, you have to realize it's a very difficult situation again and say, look, you've had 63 games, 64 games to get yourself in that eight spot and you were unable to do so during that time. Now, you were under the impression that you were going to have 17 or 18 more games to get yourself into that eight spot, which is very doable because you were only three to four games back. Plenty of teams have made up far more ground than that in a less period of time. But this is just simply the reality that we have to do to deal with in order to maintain the status quo of the league and try to return to some semblance of normalcy in the league. And if the league decides to do that, if that is their argument, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it. Be great if you're a Grizzlies fan to not have to worry about this upcoming 10 game terrible stretch that they were about to have to face. To not have to worry about that at all and have the Grizzlies in the playoffs. If you're a fan of the Grizzlies, it's great. But for the league as a whole, I'm not convinced that's the right plan of action. But I would not be surprised if that's where the league ends up going. We'll see. Um, Grant. Um, Okay, yo, I found this tweet. Somebody tweeted in 2013, coronavirus, it's coming. Really? Yeah, that's crazy stuff. No, you can edit tweets now. They could have gone back and done that. No, you can't edit tweets. No, you can't. I I thought for sure that was an option now. No. No. Because what people imagine like somebody like going viral and then they tweeted something like, and then they edited it to something hateful that said retweet if, and then something super provocative. Yeah. Yeah. They would Uh, never. 
It could be photoshopped. Um, I don't want to get too deep down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but oh no, I, I was just on Twitter and saw it, and I was like, oh, let me share this real quick. Yeah, I think I sent this to you a while back, but it was like some book from the 1990s, and it basically predicted this entire situation. It was two pages out of some book. I don't know who the author was. I don't really know what the subject matter was, but it said some type of illness, some type of virus was going to originate out of a village called Wuhan in China. And it said, I think it said in 2020 or around this time period that it was going to happen. Um, it's some form of biological warfare or some type of experiment gone wrong. Like I said, I don't want to get down too deep in the conspiracy rabbit hole, but um, there definitely is something pretty off about this entire situation. My personal working theory is that um, it was some form of biological warfare the Chinese were working on and it escaped containment or something. I don't know. Point is, everybody all over the world has to deal with it. It's a pandemic. Um, and this is, and because it's a pandemic, it has now led to the situation that we as sports fans and writers are having to deal with now. So. Uh, on a little bit of a lighter note, uh, but I think this humor is a little bit more. I, I think this humor is fairly acceptable for the situation. Um, I just saw someone tweet out saying, man, Rudy Gobert really was the defensive player of the year. He kept everyone in the league from scoring for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, I, I, I just saw the tweet where it said, um, I mean, you got to give Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year. He shut the whole league down. <laughs> Uh, honestly, if Rudy Gobert was just some innocent bystander who got sick, I'd feel worse about these jokes. But considering his level of irresponsibility and stupidity, <laughs> I think it's more than warranted in this situation. I had somebody send in a meme chat saying Rudy Gobert is out of the defensive player of the race now. Can't even defend the coronavirus. SMH. <laughs> I mean, he was going to play. That's what's crazy. And like the thing is, like, if he tested negative, for, I mean, also, too, like, if he tested negative for it, great. That would have been awesome. But I mean, it's, it's the whole season shut down because he tested positive and because of they don't know when the system's symptoms might have shown up, all that stuff. So oh, there's, there's going to be another player on an opposing team that has it. I don't want to speak it into existence, but that almost seems like a certainty to me at this point. If this is as viral, contagious as everyone in the medical community seems to think that it is, I'd say that's probably more likely than not. I'll be praying that's not the case, but um, it certainly doesn't look good in that way. Um, Tom Hanks announced an hour ago on Twitter that he has it. He and his wife have been living in Australia, and they now have it. So uh, the movie community has also been hit here this evening. We are not alone in that regard. Yeah. Um, and also, too, I just looking at Twitter, and by the time this is live, this may be a cold take. This may be a good take. But Sam Amick of The Athletic tweeted, the Kings and Pelicans appear to have an issue here at the Golden One Center. Courtney Kirkland, one of the refs on the docket, tonight was part of the crew from Monday night's game between the jazz and the, in Toronto. Do not so, and we don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I, I think this is just, you can't really put words in a situation. Granted, we just did a 20 minute podcast on it, but can't really put words in a situation. Uh, it sucks. We just had 20 not, seconds. Of not, even, not even, not even just for like a, basketball fan perspective just a human thing like 
this sucks. People are dying because of it. Yeah. Oh, this even is- even if the death rate, even people are like, oh, it's a three percent death rate. Yet there's still people dying. Like, yeah, it can't be taken lightly. Um, here's something that's absolutely wild, and it's the first time I've seen it mentioned. Vince Carter just checked in to play what might be the last 19 and a half seconds of his NBA career. Yeesh. That's that's something. <laughs> Someone said he outlasted the league. <laughs> Man was just going to play until the league folded, and he finally did. Um, another funny tweet that I came across, and we know the American Athletic Conference Basketball Championship was going to be played without fans. Uh, Mark Giannato um, at 92.9, the commercial appeal, tweets out, I've arrived in Fort Worth. I'm also not sure why I'm in Fort Worth. <laughs> eh. Well, I don't really have much to say. So, Yeah, I, I'm pretty much out. Last thing I'll say is this. Did did the NBA play with some voodoo or make a deal with the devil at some point in the last couple of years or something? Um, this whole season has just been out straight out of hell for them. It's been an, and just an absolute disaster from an external perspective and not even because of the league's fault. Um, it was the Chinese situation to begin the, uh, to begin the year with Daryl Morey um, and how it was going to impact the NBA's business. Obviously, a lot of executives, a lot of players like LeBron James did not handle that situation very well. Um, and then there was Kobe Bryant's death um, at the very beginning or like the last week of January, which basically put the entire league at a standstill for a week or two. And now you have this, a pandemic. It's canceling the rest of the season. <laughs> what a year in sports. Yeah. What a crazy, awful year. Yep. So you can really say about it at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, with Parker, that, let's call it. Let's just call it. You know where to follow us. You know where to listen to this podcast. Whole nine yards. That's we'll it. probably, um, Parker and I have not talked about it yet. We may continue the podcast over the next couple of weeks, um, find some different topics to talk about that may still may or may not still relate to basketball. We'll see on that. Um, follow us on Twitter to see what we decide on that in the coming week. Yeah, what he said. Mm-hmm. All right. See ya. See you.